Thanks, Hillary. Uh, right now, somebody might be out there looking at your house and thinking it looks exactly like something they'd like to have for themselves. It, the holiday season, people get presents. Maybe your house is one of them. Bad news is, of course, there are ways to make that happen nowadays with cybercrime and uh, someone who's pretty savvy on the internet, which is why you need Home Title Lock. The fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature on documents stating that you sold your home to them. And then you need to take out some loans against your equity, leave you with the payments. It's a, it's, a nice, it's, it's a nice gig, I guess, if you can get it. Very, very illegal, but you can make a lot of money in a short period of time. And if you're the homeowner, you're going to spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Good luck with that. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect, uh, you know, from a cyber thief to I mean, even like a disgruntled relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they can help shut it down for you. If you value your home and your peace of mind, the best thing you can do is get Home Title Lock. You go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. The code radio gets you 30 risk-free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday, uh, and there is a good friend of ours who has just put out a book uh, that says pretty much. Uh, let me get the exact title here. I got to click out and get over here. My gosh, when will technology just follow me, please? Uh, it is um, do what you believe, or you're not going to be free to believe it much longer. Steve Dace, a truth bomb in 60 seconds. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. If you ever bought or sold a home, you're probably aware of the particular phenomena where every now and then you can just stop up and look at the ceiling and say, could I just have a day where something goes right? It's frustrating playing around in the real estate game. Half the time, you don't even know what you don't know. And that's why when it comes to picking a real estate agent, you need somebody who's not only going to be able to guide you through the best practices, but also uh, never is never more than a touch of a button away from whatever sort of problem that you have. They have the solution for it. They have every expert you need right on their phone. You get the best bang for the buck when you're buying or you're selling. How do you find that real estate agent? Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Steve Dace, Blaze TV show host, uh, the Steve Dace Show, which follows this program uh, every day on the Blaze TV radio and television network. Steve, how are you, sir? Good morning to you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks for having me, brother. Are you in the Christmas mood? You probably are. I've been in a Christmas mood since, well, I'm a Christmas flap. 
Uh, and I've been in the Christmas mood since about three seconds after Halloween. That's when Christmas begins for me. November See, I'm 1. usually that way. I'm just, I don't know. I've, 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 we've had so many bad things happen with our family. I'm going on vacation, and I just don't believe it. I won't believe it until I'm back. <laughs> Uh, because I said to everybody, nobody's answering the phones, no phones, no internet, everyone, the entire United States could burn to the ground and no one is to recognize it until we are off of vacation. Uh, amen. Sounds like you have teenagers. (laughs) Yes, I do. My wife said to me, I had a dream last night. She woke up and she said today, I, uh, I I had this weirdest dream. I, I dreamt that we had a lion in the house. And I said, we do. It's called our teenager. Um, but anyway, uh, Steve, you have a, a new book out. Do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer. Tell me about it. The last year, uh, you know, on our show here on, on Blaze TV, we, we kind of have a theme for the show every year. And and the theme for our show this year was that the answer is us, that if we, we want to mm-hmm. turn around the direction of this, just sitting around and waiting to vote ourselves out of it isn't going to be sufficient. Um, and we're going to have to learn some of the old arts of uh, resistance and noncompliance and civil disobedience that the founding generations of the country perfected in order to found us. And, and, and what's transpired as the year has gone on, and it's become more and more clear that the political system, with a, unless you happen to be governed by Ron DeSantis or a handful of other people, is largely ineffective or unwilling to confront uh, the, the authoritarianism that is beyond creeping now. Uh, it's a shadow that is threatening to overtake us, is we're going to have to do this. And you've seen it recently. I mean, just a few months ago, the airlines, Southwest and American Airlines, were facing unprecedented shutdowns and cancellations because of pilots and employees failing, refusing to go along with their jab mandates. And now those CEOs are now saying, we shouldn't even be wearing masks on plane anymore. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the turntables here in a few days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you look at the, the Jesse Smollett, the Kyle Rittenhouse cases. Those are cases where in our current political media industrial complex, the truth was unattainable to achieve. Yet when facts and evidences are presented to regular people that are sober-minded and not filtered through those mechanisms, suddenly we get to a place of truth and justice. And I think that shows that really the answer we're looking for here are people who understand where their rights come from, which is God. We understand what the, that America, as Chesterton said, is the only country ever founded upon a creed. And that ultimately, stop waiting for some magic savior with an R after his name to show up and, and outsource your, your citizenship to him or her, but to take these matters peaceably but confrontationally into our own hands with the mechanisms we have. And that's what our book lays out is a battle plan for doing exactly that. Yeah, you, some of the uh, chapters, first we have to correct some stinking thinking. Uh, the Declaration of Independence, choose this day the inconvenient truth about America, which is what? That we're far worse off than we think. That what transpired mm. the last year and a half didn't break or wreck anything. It's a harvest of things that were already broken and wrecked so that the forces that want to really undo them, what we're really talking about here is the unraveling and undoing of Western civilization. You know, I'm really essentially go, go ahead. ahead. Don't go, go. No, well, I mean, that which has essentially been a, a you know, a, a 500 post-reformational uh, understanding of the world in the Judeo-Christian context of how to conduct human affairs, 
what where rights come from, where good and evil come from, who defines that, what institutions are in charge of such endeavors, the role of family, et cetera. What we're really up against is a complete and total unraveling of that. that that's why a lot of the theories and morals that that the opposition articulates that they call progressive. They're not progressive. This is paganism. This is a pre-Judeo-Christian understanding of the world. And they, they're really regressives. They want to take us back to the dark ages. All right. So that even things like gender distinctions are all but gone and erased. And that, 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 that those are the stakes we're playing for here. And it's not as if we just got up one day and we're like, holy cow, how did we get to this place? We were actually creeping to this place for a long time. We were complacent. We did not confront it. And now we're in the position now where it's here. It's spectacular and it has us cornered. That's the inconvenient truth. So, um, you know, I've been worried about this for a while. Um, You know, if you look back at Germany, Germany lost all of its uh, all of its icons, all of the, you know, even the eagle uh, of Germany uh, was lost in the 20s and it was lost for about. 10 to 15 years then hitler came in and he twisted Mm -hmm. all of those symbols so the iron eagle came back but it wasn't the same um and i kind of feel like this is happening to us in real time we are slowly forgetting everything we you know we're 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 living our life in such a way now because of covid in many places we would have never we would have never thought we would do this. Now we're just doing it, and we don't even notice it anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's the way life is. That's very dangerous. See, this is why what you just described is why we have this phenomenon right now with people like Dave Chappelle, with people like Bill Maher, um, with, with people like Andrew Sullivan. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Sullivan's the Bill Buckley of the gay rights movement. It was the, its first respected celebrity intellectual he can't get booked on CNN or MSNBC anymore. Why? Because if you go read half of Andrew Sullivan's Twitter feed every day, it, about half of it is stuff I would tweet. And I'm the guy that puts the fun in fundamentalism. Okay. <laughs> because what, 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 what happened is a lot of the old liberals thought that they were just freeing themselves from our gods. Yes. Okay? And what they're learning is that the new leftist actually all along intended to introduce the new gods instead Okay, so no, you're not going to free your conscience from the mandates, the the mandates of the Ten Commandments or what the Bible preaches or traditional Judeo-Christian understanding. You're we're actually just removing those restraints so we can put the new restraints in instead. So you really didn't get rid of some form of what you viewed as theocratic authoritarianism. You actually just set the stage and helped us bring in real theocratic authoritarianism. It's just all going to be that the power emanates from the state. And this is why we're now finding some strange bedfellows from some of these old liberals who are like, wait a minute, I thought I had a right to my own conscience. And it was really those Christians and those and those conservative Jews who were stopping me from fully actualizing that. And now what they're learning is you don't have a right to your own conscience. At least with us, we were we were willing to argue with you how far your right to conscience could go, but that you at least had one with the new left. You don't have those rights anymore. You must comply. There is no individuality. It's why Dave Rubin's not gay anymore. He might as well change his name to Donald Trump. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's why Jason Whitlock's not black anymore. He might as well change his name to Steve Dace or Glenn Beck, because it's not about any of those identities we were sold before. It was about a means to an end to use those things in order to deconstruct the old ways so we could introduce to you the new one. So that's why it's so important to me that we're reaching out. I just did an interview with uh, Andrew Yang 
Uh, I, there's mm-hmm. a lot I disagree with Andrew Yang on. There's a lot I I agree with him on. And these intellectuals that have had been part of this movement to the left, they're now saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, uh-uh. not not here. This is I agree with the Bill of Rights." These are the people now finally coming to the table that we can disagree with and, you know, not have to round one, you know, one side or the other up in the end. Uh, And I think it's really important that we welcome this diversity to the right, because there you want to talk about a very small tent. It's the left. I, I agree, because I also don't think that the traditional political Venn diagram is applicable at the moment. We're, we aren't having a direction, an argument about the direction of the country. We're having right. an argument about whether to have a country, okay? What is a border? What is a citizen? What's a boy? What's a girl? What's a team? What's a law? What's anything? We're, we're, we're up against a movement that, is, that, that really transcends politics. It is a rival religion, uh, it be, and, and it behaves in very cultic ways. That's why there's not a lot of critical thinking, but a lot of group thinking with talking points instead. It's what I've kind of dubbed on my show to use an old stained glass window term. I call it the spirit of the age. And that's why there's so much zealotry, so much fervor. That's why they seethe a lot. These people that are caught up in this, sadly, when they speak to you, that they can't critically think or reason with you. Uh, it's because they have given up on reason and have essentially just glommed onto a, a, a cultic spirit of the age that they think is ultimate truth, is a form of salvation. It, it, this is absolutely spiritual. And, and that's why... You know, we run a we run a great promotion for our colleague Ali Stuckey on our uh, commercials here on Blaze TV, and and she keeps saying this line. I always hear her say, uh, "These people, they absolutely think they're the good guys. They do. Mm-hmm. They think that they're the, that they're here to deliver us. That that we're the ones that are misbegotten. That we are the mm-hmm. that that we are the mis you know that we are the troglodytes here, unevolved. And so this idea that there could be a national divorce and our states go their way and their state. No, 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 folks. <laughs> They think that they need to save us from going our own way. And so that's why what we're really talking about now is authoritarianism versus liberty. That's really the paradigm now. And, and, and that, that's why there is ability for us to work with people that we have a whole host of disagreements on. And I don't plan on changing my mind on most of those things anytime soon. But right now, uh, we're having a fight, Glenn. Am I entitled to have my own mind? See, uh, that, the, that is the thing that, you know, I, I keep starting in uh, conversations with people that I know I'm going to disagree with with this. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights as written? Mm-hmm. You give me nine of those, you know, first ten. Do you agree with the Bill of Rights? If you do, then all we're usually talking about are policies. And that's normal. It goes back to you saying, you know, what is a law? What is a nation? What is a border? If you understand the Bill of Rights, that gave us the playing field and it gave us this is all out of bounds. Well, nothing is out of bounds right now. And I'm, you know, I, I, I can argue policies, but we are not talking about those now. It's not really no. about spending. It's no. about, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are spending and building a structure for an entirely different system, and you're not including yes. us in it. That's exactly right. This, is, this isn't political. It's spiritual. And it's not cultural. It's existential. These, this, is, this is a completely new 
fundamentally new way of life. Yes, it is. And, 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 and this is the end of Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, and neither side can agree on who the savages are, okay? So one belief system, it, this is, you know, it's a worldview steel cage match now. Two of them have entered. Only one of them is coming out. And either we are going to be permitted the luxury of going back to those culture war political issues that, that we thought at the time were existential and, you know, so serious. And now we've reached a whole different meta level and realized kind of seems pretty trite compared to what we're talking about now. Either we're going to be afforded the luxury of returning to that political paradigm and then uh, being angry at, at the Andrew Yangs of the world again, or we're not going to have a country. Those are really the stakes. So, Steve, um, if you would have talked to me two months ago, I would have been very, very pessimistic. Um, Then Afghanistan happened and I saw people stand up. Then the school boards uh, started to be flipped. Uh, Now people are starting to say, you know, shut up, Fauci. Uh, I'm starting to see that spirit of America uh, come back. Are you optimistic I'm optimist. I'm more optimistic. I don't know. I'm a total depravity kind of guy, so I don't know that I'm ever actually optimistic. Okay, but <laughs> I am. I am more optimistic than I was a few months ago. Yes, that I. I do think that there. There's. Here's how I would define it. We don't have as many people um, uh, as as we probably need, but we have more people right now. But we, we have thought. more people than the system can tolerate at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we can build a groundswell of momentum here. And I think there's a window here that we can use things like mass resistance, noncompliance. New York State right now, I believe, has 40 of 62 counties that are refusing to enforce or implement the new governor's attempt to return to COVID stands. Fantastic. Mandates. Fantastic. See, that's what we're talking about is is who they can issue all the decrees that they want. The school board doesn't have a sergeant at arms. OSHA with the jab mandate doesn't have police officers that they can come arrest you if your company won't enforce it. If enough people refuse to, uh, to comply, these things become unenforceable. They, they, they're trying to impose these things through infrastructures that don't have enforcement mechanisms. Yet. They, we, they've just relied on, yet, they've mm-hmm. just relied on us to go along with it. And, and we need to show them that it will be painful for you to try to inflict these things on us, that this pain will not be a one-sided transaction any longer. Just like you want to inflict pain on us, we will return the pain on you for trying to inflict it. Steve Dace, uh, Blaze TV host, Steve Dace Show, follows this program every day. He is the author of The Faucian Bargain and the author of Do What You Believe or You Won't Be Free to Believe It Much Longer. This is what he's been talking about, this new book that is out now. Steve Dace, thank you so much. Talk to you again. You got it, guys. Again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. There's uh, short-term planning for your family and long-term planning. Short-term is something like, "Mm, do you know what you're getting everybody for Christmas this year? Have you figured out what everybody wants? Have you worked it into the budget so that you can get the uh, maximum amount of Christmas bang for your buck? Things like that. Long-term planning for your family is something like how much money are you going to be able to put into your savings every month? What are you doing to lower the bills so that number can rise? What are you considering uh, as an option? Are you considering all of them? If you own a home, you've, you've got to get a fair mortgage rate. If you have a mortgage rate that is in the 3% interest range, you're overpaying. 
You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month or more if you refinance that mortgage right now. The mortgage rates are low, but the Fed came out just, what, two days ago and said we are going to raise it three times. And I think they're, they are talking about some things that are really going to affect the economy because it'll make it harder for people to get loans. Get your loan now. If you need a new mortgage, a refi, you want a consolidation loan, it's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So there's there's a lot of really good signs on what we were just talking about with Steve. Uh, one of them is the Salvation Army's their red kettle donations. Ah, uh, they're they're not making it. They're not making it. They're way behind this year. Now, usually you wouldn't say lack of donation to charity would be a good sign. No, but this time, seeing that they put out a little booklet, uh, let's talk about racism. Mm. And uh, and said that, you know, we really need as Christians, we really need to look at ourselves. Uh, We need to evaluate our racist attitudes and the white culture. Uh, has challenges it needs to overcome, including denial of racism and defensiveness about race. And white Americans have to stop trying to be colorblind. That's the one that's the out of all of those sentences. That's the one that bothers me the most. Stop being colorblind. No, I'm sorry. I've spent my whole life being taught to be colorblind. And the guy who was the head of the class was Martin Luther King. And you're not going to convince me at this point that the things that he actually said and actually believed. Now, you want to talk to me about communism and Martin Luther King? Okay, you might be able to flip me on that one. Maybe he was a total communist. But I do believe he believed. Don't judge me on the color of my skin. And I think that is right. And sorry, I'm not going to comply. And if that's what you are, Salvation Army, you're never going to get a ho, 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 shut up, fat man with a bell. I'm walking into the store and you ain't getting anything either way from me. I think tons of people feel that way. I'm, I'm not. Yep. Gonna, I don't care what you yep. say. I'm not going to start making decisions based on skin color. No, mm-hmm. nope, nope. No not thanks. Gonna do it. Not going to go down that road. Don't want to do it. I, I I think we all realized it was the wrong thing to do. I think we were right when we realized that. It is amazing how how easy it is to see if you're on the wrong side of history. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so easy to see. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I think I'm on the wrong side of history here. And I think more and more Americans are waking up. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, when you uh, woke up this morning, I'll bet you didn't expect that today was going to be the day that you'd have to drop $1,000 or more all of a sudden because something went crazy with your car. If your car is out of warranty, that could be exactly what happens. I hope it doesn't to you. Repairs aren't cheap, and this time of the year, when the weather's changing from warm to cold, it can be really hard on a vehicle. This is the worst time of the year for your car. I've had CarShield for several years now, and I can tell you that they have saved me and my family a ton of money. They have affordable plans for your budget, uh, and they can get you out of a tough bind. We have 
house insurance in case something goes radically wrong. We have medical insurance because we know how expensive it is if it happens to us. This is just car insurance. It's the it's medical care for your car because, you know, something's going to go wrong. Don't face that gigantic bill. Car Shield, the best defense against costly repairs. It could put a deep freeze on your plans and finances, and they have everything that would fit everybody's budget. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. CarShield.com slash Beck. And don't miss the big power hour tonight. Christmas party power hour for Stu Does America. Go to StuDoesPowerHour.com. You're not going to want to miss it. This is the Glenn Beck program. I just want you to be on high alert. In fact, I, I think it I think it warrants uh, the duct tape alert uh, because what you are about to hear will honestly just uh, it could make your head explode. But you might pray for that. So maybe you don't wrap, wrap your head in duct tape. Biden is now warning, and I quote, of a winter of severe illness and death. End quote. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys just won't give up on their nope. fear mongering. Yeah. And I think I'd like to make a prediction mm. by the end of by the end of the year. And I think it's going to happen uh, sooner rather than later because it already is. But w- America is just going to start mocking. I mean, universally mocking these warnings, mocking these yeah. people, yep. and they're just going to be like, yeah, really? Got to mm-hmm. wear, wear a mask, huh? Not going to do it. By the end of the year, meaning in like just a couple of weeks, or you're no, saying no. in 2020? In 2022. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I think, yeah. It's coming. Here's what I'm already saying to him. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. That's what I'm already saying. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And that your is... mom, and your sister, and your job. Are you okay. quoting a... car. <laughs> that stuff you call art. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys familiar with this song? It was number one uh, in the country last year. Yeah, but week. I didn't think I would hear it from you, <laughs> of all people. I never thought I would quote a song like that either, but yeah. this is probably the song your kids are listening to and you don't know. Do we have a piece of it edited? F*** you, any mom, any sister, any job, any broke ass car, and that's car you any friends that I'll never see again Everybody but your dog Oh, that's I swear I meant to mean the best when it ended Even tried to bite my tongue when you started It's super catchy As a, as a programmer, strictly as a guy yeah, who used to a music, guy. a music guy who used to program Top 40 stations I would have this in what was called power rotation out of the box You'd hand it to me, I'd put it in I'd listen, i go Put this it on the air right every now Every 90 minutes Every 90 minutes every 90 right 90 now minutes. It is a it's a smash hit. It's a, not only a smash hit, it is an anthem. Yeah. It's an anthem. And those those happen uh, occasionally, rarely, but it is an anthem that becomes a movement of the age. It They spared the dog too. I I feel good that they spared the dog. Spared the dog. dog. It's uh, 
it just you it's something you can just powerfully relate to i guess uh it is and so i wish you couldn't i wish i couldn't yeah I, but uh it, you can it see is. the appeal wait you know wait, you it, you're singing it it's your like pat gray's <laughs> anthem i thought you were saying it was good like it for, just feels oh, no good. it feels good that's my you know? that's i could i could quickly adopt that as my anthem oh too. big time yeah big time yeah and your kids have got to, and mm. not that i want them to Oh, or they should be. This is what they're listening but to. But that's what they're listening to. They're listening to that, and you don't know it, and they mm-hmm. would never sing it around you, but right. I guarantee you they know every word. They're singing to all their friends, and they're screaming it in the car when they're yeah. not with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wow. weird. We're at a place where, like, I didn't like the, I, I let me put it this way. Uh, I like the Brandon chant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Much better than what that what it means yes mm-hmm. i as a, mm-hmm. a parent of two small kids yeah. going to sporting events and hearing the actual chant uh, yeah. associated with let's go brandon over and over again it was yeah. not fun i did not mm-hmm. appreciate that i like let's go brandon much more so mm-hmm. i but i think society i mean pat you remember me in the day um yeah. before before i sobered up and changed and found the lord and everything else I it was an art form. The F word was an mm-hmm. art form. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I could say came up a few times in conversation. Yeah, and I could I could pretty much uh, <laughs> talk about anything, and uh, probably more F words in it than actual other words, and you'd still <laughs> understand exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I wasted all of those years. Well, maybe I was just a pioneer because everybody is talking like that now. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. it seem like that? Yeah. Like you hear that everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Seems like we're just getting dumber and dumber as a society. And I think that's it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, the Idiocracy, the, the um, movie that yeah. predicted the future uh, blatantly. But they, they, everyone kind of breeds and gets dumber and dumber over time. And then that's how they talk all the time. All they're doing is swearing and like, and it's just constant insults. But and there is nothing better at times, mm-hmm. at times, than that word. It just... The word is an effective... It's a very effective word. There are only a couple of words that are more effective that yeah. that, that they don't get into songs all that often. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, but it's kind of like, it's, it's becoming almost like the C word mm. in England. Like in England, it doesn't mean what we think it means. Right. The C word. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting. Do we all understand the right C word? Because I know there's lots of C words lots we're not supposed, supposed to say. Yeah, C is the one you got to stay away from the most, it seems like. Oh, that is word. It, hang on just a second. I'm getting it from my Scottish friend. Is it only Scotland? So in England, does it mean the same thing that it does here? Means the same in England, not in Scotland. And mm. I know this because mm. the, the guy who is my assistant is Scottish. And uh, he he was having a conversation uh, with his now wife, uh, but they were dating and he he called her that. And she was like, what? And he was like, what? What's the problem? (laughs) Didn't go well. Didn't go well. But he saved it. Does it mean like, uh, you know, idiot, right? Can he just, uh, let me see him at least. I know he doesn't want to be on the microphone, but. Does it mean idiot? Is that a appropriate translation? What does it mean? Uh, Open his mic. Go ahead. What's it mean? It's just a friendlier way of saying, yeah, that idiot over there. A friendlier way of saying that idiot. A friendlier way. It doesn't seem friendly, but. Yeah. uh, And it, I mean, it doesn't seem like (laughs) idiot either. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's how we use it. I mean, we use it in all. Oh, I know. Reference in anybody. I, I, oh, I. Mm. See you over there. 
Yeah, mm. I know, I know. And mm. uh, and you know, when I because you know I, I you know I watch the BBC a lot because I think the BBC is no, it's not necessarily better. Well, yes, it is. Um, but uh, it, it's just that it doesn't have any American politics in it. It's got right. loads of British, British but politics. I don't care if they burn to the ground. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's interesting. Like over there, they, they have a word, a and they have a word for uh, cigarette as well. That is that means something else over yes. here. Yes, that yes. occasionally makes it into those shows, and it, it's yeah. jarring because you just don't hear it in any context. And especially anymore. because it's usually preceded one a drag off of a yes, and you're like, no. No, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Though. I was watching. I've been watching The Wire, the show uh, on HBO that aired in the early 2000s. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, basically based off Jason Whitlock's uh, recommendation. Because I've mm. heard, obviously, I've heard of, of The Wire, and it's one of the you know most renowned shows of all time. And he was saying it's his favorite show of all time. And so he he kind of talked me into going through it, and it's very good. But what's interesting about it is there it's you know it's about like drug dealing on the streets of baltimore in the early 2000s and they like particularly the anti-gay slur is all over the place like like crazy and like it's it's interesting just in that time that has gone from a word that was just continually used in pop culture not necessarily in a positive way like hey these guys are good for using this word i mean they're bad characters but like it was just in there all the time and you go back at you know there's episodes of it's always sunny in philadelphia that blat- just have the n-word in them straight mm-hmm. out n-word said full like it's so shocking well, now like that's that's happened pretty fast really fast well but it is it is uh, to me it has always been shocking because you know pat and i came from music radio that stuff was in rap all the time all the time all the time and so it was Mm -hmm. to me it was always shocking to hear it in music and it's and then it was just weird that you could hear it in music still can hear it in music hear it in you know with you know half of the population or what is it 20% 20% of the population being free with it, just throwing it out anywhere and can. And everybody else is like, okay, that's really a bad word. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's developed in a very strange way. I, I, there's that controversy that happened around here in, in Texas with uh, supposed racism in high schools. And it was what was kind of the basis of the recent CRT stuff that happened. Where here. the teenage girls were singing the lyrics of a rap song. Yeah. And yeah. that was part of, you know, the criticism of this town and that like the white girls were singing the actual lyrics of the song no criticism levied at the, the artist at all. for recording the song this way right no one said hey maybe like don't put it in the song that you know is going to attract mm-hmm. uh young people who may not be able to decipher the uh ins and outs and uh, nuances of how this word is supposed to be used no criticism to them for making millions of dollars off the word but let's criticize the high school kids for mm-hmm. just singing along to lyrics of a song that universal or some other big company is making millions of dollars off of remember when i stood up for don imus uh, against al sharpton because al yeah. sharpton uh, i mean uh, uh don just said some things he shouldn't have said but it's it's by far not worse than what's in rap songs. Oh God! No. And I'm talking to Al Sharpton. I'm like, when are you going to talk to the? When are you going to talk to the record companies? When mm-hmm. are you going to boycott them? Mm-hmm. And the wow. answer, of course, is never. He actually did. He, oh, he did. He yeah. did say he would do it, oh. and he did. Do he did. It, I went and marched with him. Yeah. I said, I don't. Oh, I'm yeah, not going to. I said, you're not going to do it. And he said, yes, I will. And I said, you know what? Then I'll show up with my cameras, and I'll be there, was there to cover yeah. it. I don't agree with it. But I will, I will cover it, and I'll be there. 
and I walked out. He'd had a march, and uh, I walked around the corner, and he was there, you know, with a block full of people. And uh, one of the guards was like, no, 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 no. And Sharpton said, no, come here. And he looked at me like I was an alien, like you're here. And I said, of course, I told you I would be. Mm -hmm. I said, I can't believe that you are doing this. And he said, well, I told you I would. And I said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a time where that was a position of of Mm -hmm. race, race activists, right? That we should, everyone should get rid of the N-word. It should not just be something. I don't know if anybody knows this. It kind of goes to all men are created equal. I mean, we should all be playing by the same rules. Mm-hmm. We should all be playing by the same rules. That's old school. What who, you're saying is old school. It's who no was the rap star? Was it Drake that invited the white girl up on stage to sing one of his songs with him? <laughs> she sang the word and then he berated her for it? Really? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one, one of your songs, man. I'm just singing the lyric. What am I... Do you do you put N word in there? We're in place of it. Kendrick Lamar. I'm being told it was uh, <laughs> okay. not Drake. All right, uh, but good. Still, that's a that's, that's insane. I hope she went away going. You're yeah, a I, total psycho. I would think so. Well, how, yeah. well, how about when the, in the uh, Jesse Smollett trial they were reading the texts and they and Jesse Smollett said the lawyer, the white lawyer, oh, couldn't yeah. read Jesse's text because right. the N word was used in the text. <laughs> Jeez. Quoting text in a legal trial. Hang on just a second. Let's just all enjoy for a second the holiday season and knowing that Jesse Smollett is going to go to jail. Yeah, there we go. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. a good. Ah, it's like chestnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire. You know, it just feels good. Uh, you care deeply about your dog and you want him to live the fullest, healthiest, happiest life he or she can. Part of the family, right? That's why I use Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement that you pour on the dog food. And then if your dog is anything like Uno, you just stand back and watch because of the feeding, uh, feeding frenzy. It's like it's like pouring uh, chum into the water with sharks. They love it. It's full of probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils, all the things that they need, and they're not getting from kibble food. So this is not a dog food. It's a supplement you just sprinkle on, and they love it. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. Make sure that he loves it as much as Uno does. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. I hate stew. I just <laughs> want to bring that. I, to that. I hate. I started with a compliment and you turn it around on me. I just hate you. I just no, think the compliment was a very thin sliver. It was. You know, that in you a immediately sea of hate. disavowed. I mean, you before you even got to the compliment, you disavowed the compliment. How? You said, oh. well, and it's a very small, small, small compliment. It's a sliver of a compliment. Before I tell <laughs> but you But at least I'm being honest, yes. right? Yes. I'm being honest. But it was so, a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's going, uh, Stu always goes to like the Super Bowl every year. And he goes to, you know, bowl games and he flies around and, and he doesn't do, you know, you do one or two of these a year. I like to do, I like to go to sporting events and, and fun I things. And I love that. Yeah. I love and you do that. it, you, you do it without your wife and kids, right? You just go with friends. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know that's not something I do. Well, not something that Pat does. No. And I feel, and we, I feel like you're a hero mm-hmm. to me. Well, thank a you. A very small. <laughs> See, this is. Uh, diminished you, hero. Right. But I, <laughs> 
Well, I, I, you're, really non-hero hero. Yeah, you're a non-hero sort of, yeah. hero. Kind well, of somebody that you tell your kids not to look directly at kind of hero. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. you do some fun things. Uh, Glenn, I think you've had you do some fun things. You you have some in, you have an interesting life. You just, I have an interesting life, but but you know, you know, I talk to people and I'm like, I don't know what you do to make money. They're all, I have friends who are like, oh, I just got back home. I we took the family to the moon last week, and you're like, <laughs> How? what really? You know, I have a friend who's like. Yeah, the family went for four weeks. We went to... Four uh, weeks? Yeah, four Jeez. weeks. We went to China. Oh, walked my Walked the Great Wall. And I'm like, shut up. What do you do? Yeah. You have a four job. Weeks. How are you doing that? Wow. That's incredible. See, but you do at least fun things. I mean, Pat, I will oh, say, yeah. Pat makes incredible cookies at Kexi.com. Uh, no. I will my say, wife actually makes the cookies. Yeah. I don't even do that. No, you don't even do that. <laughs> but but you are oh, you running uh-huh. a, a new small business. Hard for you yeah. maybe to get away. But you won't take yes, it. very. You won't take all those profits and go someplace cool, will you? No. No, you'll probably no, give not. all those profits away, won't you? So far, there are no profits. <laughs> <laughs> Solves the problem yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, don't have to worry. You don't have to decide. Ah, do I give yeah. it to the kids? Do I give it to charity? Do we take a vacation? Nope. Don't have to worry about it. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, back with more in a minute.